everybody. This is Ron Halford, the Metal God, on Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Damn it, Dave! <laughs> <laughs> midnight and it's always midnight somewhere and uh you're probably listening at any time of day or night but it doesn't matter the rock never stops rob halford part two yeah welcome in everybody Valmaster. how you doing hi diamond dave this is uh this was a one of our our favorite times man. oh it man. really was it yeah. was such a blast yeah it really we're was we're still coming down from this high yeah it's been a couple <laughs> weeks now rob halford the metal god on the program talking about confess the autobiography his book yeah. and uh man uh you know if you thought part one of that interview was wild and it was cool part two is gonna leave you breathless everything from uh, bowie to yeah vinyl records vinyl records yeah, yep. collecting mm -hmm. uh we just, we, he's uh, very, very open, yep. and it was just the, the best. All right. Uh, well, Dave, talking about Priest, talking about uh, they have a really cool thing coming up. There's a reissue going to be yeah. uh, Sad Wings of Destiny. Oh, my God, I love that. And uh, that that's getting a, a Record Store Day treatment, either the October one coming up on the 23rd or... Uh, the Thanksgiving one. I'm not okay. sure. I can't really remember. Everything's been so mixed up. Oh, I know. Right. Around. What for you was like the, the quintessential moment where you, you knew that Priest was going to be a big part of your life? It was college. It was uh, 2003 and there was a guy uh, named Matt who I was just walking through the dorms and I heard this loud music coming out of the dorm and yeah. I was watching a Judas Priest video. It was... <laughs> um, I, I want to say it was um, Love Bites or something yeah. like that. It was off of Defenders. And I said, wow, that's pretty cool. What's that? You know, and that was around the time I really got into metal. So I was into the hard rock stuff, the Van Halen, the Kiss, you know, everything else. But I, I really got into metal that way. And he said, yeah, man, this stuff is really cool. I grew up on it. My dad's really into it. And then he told me about Maiden. And uh, we just I just started watching videos on his computer. I'm like, yeah, he had all these classic videos saved. You know, yeah. this is before YouTube and everything else. And uh, that's when I knew I was hooked. And that was around the time that Priest would eventually put out. Rob would come back around that time the next year, too. So uh, I got to see Rob coming back into it, and it, it was pretty sweet. So you first were introduced to them through the early stuff, yep. but Ripper was still singing. Yeah, uh, well, it was um, it was my buddy playing the the stuff from the 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, but, I, yeah, eventually, yes. Yeah. While you were in school, right, Ripper right. was still yep. the vote. Okay, yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah, I think Ripper had probably just left at, at that yeah. point when I found the current stuff. But I started with the older the older stuff, and I said, oh, this is different. And then, uh, yeah, Ripper left. Rob came in probably in my junior year. Right and uh, I just put it all together, man. It was that was to what me. What about you? One of my favorite parts of the whole interview was um, I forget who I asked, but we asked about what it was like coming back. Or I, I forget he got off the subject and kind of talked about when he left Priest and came back. That's when he realized, like when he was away from Priest, is right. when he realized how important Judas Priest was to mm -hmm. him. Yep, and he was meant to be. With the guys in holding place. the microphone, he said it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, that was one of my favorite. Like, that was like one of those moments where it just got me. Yeah, I realized that sometimes you do have to step away from things and get out of them right. to realize what what the worth of those things are. Yeah, and all the creative projects to fight Halford. You know, 
um, getting all that, that creative energy out and then coming back to, you know, I guess being cleansed in a sense, maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of where I am with metal. I, I went away from it for a long time Yeah. and coming back to him, coming back to it has been really sweet for me mm. and very enjoyable. Um, probably a good thing because I appreciate it a lot more mm -hmm. and the kind of metal that I feel that I grew up with to me is still the viable form yeah. of metal. Right, right. It's the metal that everyone still seems to be tr striving to mm -hmm. to reach those those heights. Yeah. And um, not a not a big fan of new metal. Not a big fan of a lot of the other more recent bands. I mean, sure. there's there's some exceptions. You know, Seven Dust, Slipknot. Yeah, I love Seven Dust. Yeah. You, you, you name it. But um, anything that's different, you know, for the most part, Sepultura, mm -hmm. um, Soulfly. Yeah. Yeah, but I I just really um, priest really set the bar, and uh, it's just so bizarre that they um, <clears throat> Rob came through Zeppelin to mm -hmm. that sound. Yeah, and I don't really hear a lot of Zeppelin in their sound. Right, right. And uh, that's what's just so fascinating to me is that they they went he went from being a big fan of of the the hard part of mm -hmm. the rock part of, of Zeppelin and they just kept getting harder yeah. and harder yeah and they were again nothing just forms in a in a sieve you know a vacuum there there always has to be other elements around it in order for it to to become something and and uh I think Eddie's style of playing changed the way a lot of other guys at that time played right Eddie Van Halen that is and I know this is a different show, but that that's an important part of because um, everybody took it up a level yeah. after eruption. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember when oh, that yeah. happened? Tell me about like when, like who who was the everything first, just got harder. Who was the first guitar player you saw after Eddie that that just started doing the same thing, or was it just everybody? I kind of feel like. Um, it was just in the air. Okay. Then it was yeah. like out there. Yeah. It was yeah. like kind of like. There was this creation made, mm -hmm. and it was just dropped out there, and everyone was like, like the ch like the chimps in two thousand and one Space Odyssey. Yeah. The big, you know, they don't pound and all. They they don't know what to do with it. That's kind of what Eddie brought to that that thing, and mm -hmm. and Priest. I I think Priest and Maiden were two of the first, along with a few other bands in there. Except, mm -hmm. every, but they just took everything up, right? Faster, yeah. harder. Yep twin guitar attack mm -hmm. you know um trading off solos and um the solo just became something yeah. at that point it it's was in every song yeah, yeah it was everywhere you heard it was kind of funny I mean, people made fun of it later on you know it's first chorus first chorus solo, solo right first chorus out yeah <laughs> yeah right and it, it just it was the best time for in my opinion, my humble opinion for yeah. metal. And uh, for me, Priest was always the standards. Started with uh, Sin After Sin. Yep. And and uh, Stained stain Glass. Yes. That Hell Bent for Leather. Thing, yeah. British Steel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then Unleashed when Unleashed you hear it live. East. Yeah, yeah. And Screaming for Vengeance. Mm -hmm. And then... <laughs> right, you know. just the stratosphere. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Defenders... Um, great album mm -hmm. i didn't uh wasn't really into it at the time i kind of backed out i right. was backing out of metal at that point i was like grow up right right you know 
How many more songs do I have to hear about? <laughs> and guitar <laughs> solos. Yeah, and, and songs about kingdoms and whatever. And But now it just so it means so much to me now. It really does. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Because I guess the 80s, and I was a little bit younger, but everything just sort of changed. Was it every two years things kind of changed a little bit or... Yeah, it, it was kind of like everything stayed the same, but okay. it, but it didn't. Right. You know, and yeah, then yeah. mid '80s, um, a lot of things really took production up several mm -hmm. notches. Okay. And you had it from everything from Duran Duran to the Thompson Twins, oh, Phil yeah. Collins stuff was everything was saturated and overly heavily produced. Yeah. And um, I think Thriller had a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. You know, Quincy's production. Yep. And uh, everyone just wanted this crisp Nile Rodgers slash Quincy Jones style yeah. perfection on records. And, you know, we talked to some other guys about that before. Yeah, too. Steve Kilby even said yeah. the same thing. Yeah, Steve to Kilby talked yeah. about But um, Priest went into that with Turbo, and and uh, that's, I was really, really, really. <laughs> You're like, what in the heck is what? this? Yeah. The, you know, but yeah. it, it now look, look, going back to it, it's really not a bad album. Right. It's decent, yeah. I mean, I, I've always liked it. Um, I love the last track, Reckless. I mean, probably one, pro probably my favorite track on it. But, yeah, I mean, to, to kind of look at this rainbow of metal of all these different sort of, you know, no record sounds exactly alike, right. you know, which I really like that and uh, how they, you know, it's just a great composite of, yeah. of all their work, you know. I, I was more surprised that Rob jumped off after Painkiller mm -hmm. than... Uh, like off something like Turbo. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Because it was like, that's like, it was such a bizarre turn for them, I thought. Yeah, you'd think you'd want to do another Turbo. Or I mean, right. another uh, Painkiller. Like, right. right? Like a Painkiller 2 or something. You and know. what was after Turbo? Refresh my memory. Uh, Ram It Down. That's right. Yep, 88. Yep. yep. And, uh, and then Turbo in, and then um, Turbo in 86, Ram It Down in 88, 1990 with Painkiller. And then I guess he left in, after the Painkiller tour. Yeah. Um, and then there was nothing until Ripper in 96. So there was that yeah. little bit of a gap there. Yeah. And the Rob, Rob came back with Angel of Retribution. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, which is just a smoking I record. remember hearing that. And I, <laughs> I, was, I, 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 like, grabbed the record. Yeah. And I walked to the counter. Yeah, and yeah. Like, this is mine. And it was kind of like a leathery <laughs> sleeve, right? Sort of. It was yeah. different. It was a different, yeah, yeah just, in the, just really badass, uh, forgive the term, cover. I mean, just it was like simple but awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the actual Angel of Retribution, the, the design. <laughs> so cool. Because I was already knee-deep back into vinyl then. Yeah? And okay. That's, that's why I, I got it on vinyl. Okay. And the, the record of that uh, was kind of funny. I mean, I was already doing it for a while, but that record, to me, means a lot as well. Yeah. Because that... That that, that that album had a lot to do with me getting back into metal as yeah. well. Did it? Nice. Yeah. Combined with, with your butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hey, yeah, but, pleasure, pleasure to be a part but of that I, I wrote off, new discovery. You know, yeah. But anyway, you know, yeah. it's just a joy to talk to Rob. You really have to check out his book. There's so much there. Yep. There's so much uh, good reading mm -hmm. be ready it's uh and he has a surprise for everybody this this interview also has a surprise he talks to us mm -hmm. about uh something else he might be doing mm -hmm. in the future that's it yeah you know in so. line with this so yeah. go for it all right let's check this out check it out you talk a lot about um you know, speaking of that music theme, and I think modern times too, like, um, 
you know, what's it like when folks discover your work? I mean, you mentioned the younger folks. And then there's also, of course, there's this reference here in the book to Lady Gaga, who I love. And uh, when I found out she's a metalhead, I just, I loved her even more. Yeah. And I was just wondering, like, you know, when you <laughs> meet even contemporary or at least, you know, um, well-known musicians who say, oh my gosh, I love the priest. I love your stuff. I mean, what's that like for you? Yeah, it just shows you the reach and power of metal. Yeah. Even though money's to the Queen, those things have your metals too loud, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> we go everywhere. We go everywhere in this book from Lady Gaga to the Queen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this really stamps on what we, we as metal, metalheads, metal maniacs, love about our music, that it is, it's, it's, it's reaching its scope and it's, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, and um, going back to the roots of metal, which was always kind of disparaged to a certain extent, um, and now has been, for the most part, really embraced for the great music that it is. Um, different world again, all good. Rob, which person freaked you out the most when they told you they liked Priest? I know Jack Nicholson. That was kind of a wild, wild one. Uh, Drew Barrymore I remember she was a priest maniac mm. she was a big fan of metal and priest oh wow um, so that, that's that's, that's, um, that's pretty cool I mean there's probably others I can't think of like that that's the way it goes you know that's yeah. the way it goes I put um, I put a thing on my Instagram you know I don't get this thing with a cat t-shirts and I put this thing on, on my Instagram the other day um, wearing it there used to be a great show up in the Nickelodeon called Cat and Dog. There's a cartoon called Cat and Dog. <laughs> and um, and then I get a, 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 a DM from the guy that invented that, that whole show, saying they you know, could cool my shirt. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm the Cat and Dog guy and I'm a, I'm a metalhead. So it, it's just it's just incredible, you know. It, yeah. It's surprising but not so surprising because metalists of the world and everybody in it. Yeah. It's amazing how, um, you know, you talk about um, the world of metal and the priest world. There's so much that you're a part of. It's it's so different. I mean, the 70s records sound different from the early 80s. Obviously, Turbo's different. Turbo's one of my favorites. And then you go to Ram It Down and, and you know, the thrashing nature of Painkiller. And I'm wondering, as you um, would approach the creative writing process, what's it like to embrace different styles or, or just kind of go where where things change or was it difficult was it difficult to embrace you know going in a new direction on a particular record or something like that yeah for us in Priest as we said forever we've always felt that where we should try to go is limitless mm-hmm. um, and, and that's that's made this, this um, unique band that we are because again our reference you know one, one second we can be your, tur- your turbo lover and then we can be the painkiller mm-hmm. you know, yep. one minute we can be one minute we can be the last rose of summer and then we can be like pestilence and death from Nostradamus <laughs> um, we, we just we've always had the blinkers off and, and that's that's really paid its dividends because yeah I, I, I sometimes forget what we've done you know, yeah. Yeah. when you start referencing albums, and I remember, I remember how different Turbo is to Sundays of Destiny, which is so different to um, Firepower. But the components are still there, you know, the components that we love so much about Priest, 
Yeah. And, um, they, they, they make it all cohesive and, and uh, just just display this band in, in everything that we've done in a very special way. Speaking in your in your book, you said uh, David Bowie was everything growing up. What what does David Bowie what does he mean to you as an artist? Oh wow! Um, as a singer, his voice is glorious, you know. Um, and again, just referencing what we've just been talking about with Priest, he didn't let anything stop him. He was a lot insane, he was on Kidori, he was Ziggy Stardust, he was Love, he was the Tin Man, you know, or Tin Machine. He was all these different kinds of personalities um, in his music. He was absolutely unique and a really intriguing, incredibly intelligent man that um, made some beautiful music for us to, to listen to. A little bit like Priest in, in the in the in the adventures that he went on in his music. There is no other one that comes remotely close to David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's so much. I mean, your book just—it was such a page turner, and, and it always makes us wonder, like, what's next? Like, what's next for you know, as far as big projects for you? Like, what is there a creative, uh, like a, a musical project or anything that you haven't done that you really want to do? Because I mean, you're you know even writing the book I'm sure was so such a unique expression um, just tell me you know like what's still on your list uh, creatively to do again I'm, again I'm, I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to that mm-hmm. uh, reference and uh, anything can happen you know I, I, somebody sent me a song yesterday um, that has potential uh, for, for, for a possible uh, project there's always something, you know, and, and that's the beautiful thing about music. It's never ending, and it's um, it's like a kaleidoscope of opportunities. And yeah. um, so I've always, I've always, again, um, I've never turned anything away because some, you know sometimes that can really kind of not shoot yourself in the foot. So you, you have to give. You know, listen to everything and really, really understand the idea behind what, what might be sent to you, and and um, and so that's again that's the joy of life as a musician. I mean, you know, bring it on. Have a go at everything. That's what I say in the book. You know, just have a go, get on with it. So just uh, that's just the, the way to live life in its in its completeness. Yeah. In the fifty years of, of of doing this, Rob, do you have any regrets? No, I'm not talking about regrets before. I think re- regrets can be like um, an anvil that you wear around your neck. I think that um, reflection is is a great thing to do. Great to reflect, and it's important to make mistakes. Very important to make mistakes. Everybody's made mistakes. Everybody's made a bad choice or a wrong decision. If that's the right word to to to, to use, but right. um, what, what what I'm saying is that that's how you grow as a person. You know, no matter what it is in life, it's, it's perfectly okay to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, could make a um, good song. <laughs> like, yeah, truly, you know, um, and and. Uh, and find out more about yourself and what you're capable of. Yeah. So, um, 
I don't have any regrets. No. Um, I think Lenny said something cool about that. Uh, it was about Lennyism. Yeah. I just invented that word, Lennyism. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mark that, so yeah. Anybody uses that, you can send me a nickel. Lennyism. He <laughs> said something about not having any regrets. Absolutely. Um, I know your time is limited. I just last question, at least that I had. Um, you know, getting to the end of the book, I had one question. What would you tell young Robert? Um, you know, if you had, if you could look back and and talk to your the the youngest version of yourself and say, you know, hold on, you know, it's going to be a wild ride. I mean, what what would that conversation be like? Do you think? <laughs> I think you almost. I think you almost answered the question. <laughs> to hold on. Hold on. Hold on to the ride. You know, it's like holding on to a Harley. Um, the Harley is, is your life and you, you steer it. So yeah. there it is, you know. Um, I think that, you know, live your life. That's, that's, that's what I would say to us, to the young Robert. Live your life, kid, because you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of folks that write books like you did uh, enjoyed it so much that they go back and do a second book. Is there any chance of that? Because this was a fun read. Yeah, we had so much stuff left over. Oh wow. my God. We had an enormous amount of stuff left over. And um, the editors of the book, editors are like producers, you know, they really steer you, um, the publishers really steer you through to the best place. So we've got a great book. And it's got flow, and it's got pacing, and it's got, you know, everything that a great record should have. Right. But there's certainly um, a lot of material left over, like you sometimes have when you make with an album. So we'll look at that, you know. It'll be, it'll be a lot of anecdotes, a lot of other stories that didn't quite fit the momentum. Um, but we'll look at that. Confessions Part 2, or he <laughs> confesses some more, or, oh my God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the experience, and um, and so yeah, I think there's a, there's a good chance that there will be a, a follow-up. Yes. Future. Wonderful, Rob. Anything else you'd li- like to add at all? No, I'd just like to thank you for the chat. It's been really cool, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about Confess and Priest and Metal and life in general. I've really had a good time and I wish you all the best and hope you keep, hope you keep safe and so on with this horrible pandemic, which, you know, God knows when you've got vaccine. And as, as I've always said, I, I've always been the eternal optimist. I always feel that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and, that, and that's coming into view now. And in the meantime, just keep Thank you, Rob. Yes, Rob, thank you so much. See you guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye.
Yes, you got another thing coming. Judas Priest, Rob Halford, and yes, that surprise right there. Get ready for that one. Yeah, you, you do have another thing coming, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> another book. It's great, huh? How yeah, about that? He, yeah. Uh, he definitely thinks that he's going to go about writing a second book, yeah. which, I mean, music to my ears. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're still still digesting um, this one, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's just... That makes you wonder what, what the heck could be on the cutting room floor, you know? Uh, he, yeah. He, There's a lot, though. There's a lot. He said about, what was it, Mick Jagger? Yep. Yeah. Not enough, not enough dirt. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. This this, this book, uh, I mean, confess has dirt. So there's a yeah. Th th there was a funny Mick Jagger story too. Yeah, um, that was creative. It was like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. There's a lot in this book, and I think uh, maybe he gets more into and and I'm just sort of you know predicting maybe he gets a lot more into the craft. You know, yeah. you know, talking about the craft. I mean, it's kind of what Paul Stanley did. Paul Stanley laid everything out in his book. Right. And then um not, you know, and then he went did a second book talking about how he did what he did. You yeah. know, it's so funny, you like read my mind. I was going to say the word, you know, the name yeah. Paul Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Stanley uh also, you know, has quite a tome. Yep. And that that book is definitely something that uh other musicians should look at yeah. when they're writing a book mm -hmm. because I think it was so well done. I liked Aces as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also think, um, and some some people have done this with, it's usually written by somebody else, mm -hmm. at the end of books, put a lot of um, tidbits in about the recording process. Yes. What yep. album was recorded here, what song was recorded where. I love that stuff, And a stuff, lot of yeah. us, I eat that up. Oh my God. That's, that I, I, I guilty, I'll admit, with most books like that, that's what I look for first. I skim. It's like, what yeah. did they do on this record? You know, what did they do on Destroyer? What did they do on, you know, like Sammy Hagar's book was filled with that. It was perfect, you know? Right. Yeah. And we, we got that from talking to like, like Richmond recently. Right, right. Where he was saying about, and I know it's out there, mm -hmm. uh, what songs on a different kind of truth um, came from which earlier Van right. Halen song. Yeah, yeah. I just, I eat that stuff I up. love that stuff, yeah. yeah. Like, and then you, you gotta go find the demo and mm -hmm. listen to it, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 it's great. I don't know, I'm just that kind of a nerd. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the riff <laughs> for the intro to Top of the World is, uh, you know, the closer of Jump, you know. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just really cool. It's like, you know, I mean, I you sort of maybe heard that, but then you hear the story behind it, it's like, man, that's mind-blowing. I'm always surprised with, with VH. Well, it's called, the song's called Growth. It's not really oh, yeah, a song, yeah, right. but it's like that snippet at the end of yep. at the end of Women and Children mm -hmm. First. Uh, on the record, it fades. Yeah. On um, the CD, it pretty much just ends. Mm -hmm. um, at least on the remaster, I have to go back and listen to the original. But I, I thought that was such a great freaking riff. Yeah. That they never ended up. Yeah, breaking that out. And yeah, doing yeah. Something with. Sometimes you just let it shine. You just let it be its own thing. Yeah. And that's something I really would have liked if we had more time with Rob was and and hopefully another book will mm -hmm. will bring more time but um like what songs were cut apart to make yeah what songs and what was lifted from what yeah and uh, once KK comes out with his new record it'd be great to talk to him about that too you know yeah and, yeah that'd be awesome absolutely yeah well we hope you enjoyed it yeah we hope you loved it the book is confess the autobiography and uh, you got to check it out. It's uh, it's it's a good read. On Hatchet Books. Yep. <laughs> out now. Enjoy, folks. Take care. Right here,